Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Welcome to Shelf Logic. My name is Kelly, a librarian at the Northwest Regional Library. Hello, I'm Roxy, also at the Northwest Regional Library. On today's show, we are going to be discussing individuals who have made their mark in their field but are not well known to the general public. Today, we'll be discussing Temple Grandin, an American scientist and industrial designer, and Hedy Lamar, an American actress, inventor, and film producer. First, we're going to discuss Temple Grandin. Temple is currently a professor at Colorado State University in the College of Agricultural Science and is a New York Times bestselling author. She received her BA at Franklin Pierce College in 1970. In 1975, she graduated from Arizona State University with a master's degree in animal science and in 1989 obtained her PhD in animal science from the University of Illinois. Temple has written books, has spoken at a TED conference, and Claire Danes has even portrayed her in an HBO original movie titled Temple Grandin. She is a champion in her field for improving the treatment of cows and other farm animals raised for food, despite being diagnosed as autistic at the age of three. Temple credits her mother for being her advocate. Her father wanted to put her in a mental institution, but her mother wanted Temple to live at home with her siblings. Temple stated in her book, The Way I See It, that there were multiple people who helped her at an early age. A therapist spent three hours a week doing ABA-type training. ABA training is breaking down skills into small components, teaching each component separately, and using repetitive drills. Temple attended a speech therapy school, and her nanny kept her engaged and introduced her to social skills. She played a lot of board games such as Parcheesi and Chinese checkers and did many art projects. Temple had a hard time at school. She didn't know that she was different from other students. She attended a small elementary school, but her middle school was much bigger. The class sizes were larger, kids poked fun at her, and Temple dreamed up of ways to get back at her classmates. She rigged the blinds so when a student opened their desk, the blinds would crash down at them. After Temple was expelled from school for throwing a book at another student, her parents put her in a boarding school, Hampshire Country School in New Hampshire. Besides classroom buildings, there was a working farm on campus that the students helped run. Temple became attached to the horses that lived in the school stables and became an excellent rider. During high school, Temple got better at inventing and building things. She thought in pictures and not words. When she was 15, she spent a summer at a ranch owned by her aunt in Arizona. She grew fond of cattle and noticed when the vet was getting cattle shots, they would put them into a machine called a cattle chute. The chute had a hole where the head goes and the side squeezed inwards. Temple wanted to try it for herself and she felt at peace. She was getting hugged on her own terms. The problem was, after vacation, she had to go back to New Hampshire. At school, she built her own squeeze machine. Studies have proved that her hug machine lowers blood pressure and heart rate and helps autistic people relax. Temple was interested in how animals were treated and started her own business designing cattle handling equipment. Tiny bugs called mites were infesting cattle all over Arizona. The only cure at the time was dip bats. Dip bats were big pools of bug poison seven feet deep. The cattle had to be submerged completely to kill off the mites. Cattle did not like these dip bats. It looked to them as if they were jumping off a cliff and many died by drowning. A manager in a feedlot asked Temple to design a new dip bat. Temple designed a dip bat with a concrete ramp that had a gradual slope. Cleats were installed on the ramp so that the cattle would not slip. She had scary drop-off view from their view 
and then calmly sink into the pool and swam to the other side. Ranchers, not just in Arizona, but all over the United States, used her design. This was one of her many designs, which allowed the humane treatment of animals. In 1996, she was hired by the Department of Agriculture to inspect 22 meat packing plants. The cruelty she saw horrified Temple. Her study at these plants became a new standard for animal welfare. Animal welfare groups put pressure on fast food chains. Executives at these chains had never visited a slaughterhouse before. They were mortified. Temple created a guide for slaughterhouses. Some of the questions she asked were, how many cows moo? How many animals fall? How often is a stun gun used? The fast food giants refused to buy meat from suppliers who flunked the test. One of the most significant innovations that Grandin devised was a chute that led cattle through a slaughterhouse. Standard chutes were built in a straight line and the cattle could usually see what lay ahead. Grandin knew if a cow saw something unexpected ahead, it froze in its tracks. She designed a circular chute with high walls to remedy this. Though her ideas and suggestions were initially greeted with skepticism in the beef industry, the owners of cattle plants quickly realized that thanks to Grandin's design, the cattle hesitated less and therefore plant efficiency improved. Grandin wrote in her book in 2005, Animals in Translation, Using the Mysteries of Autism to Decode Animal Behavior, which she dictated to her co-author by telephone. In it, she concedes that while many animal welfare activists avoid eating meat entirely, livestock animals were essentially bred by humans to serve a purpose, and that humans should recognize their caretaking role and respond accordingly. Temple said, we owe them a decent life and a decent death, and their lives should be as low stress as possible. That's my job. I wish animals could have more than just a low stress life and a quick, painless death. I wish animals can have a good life too, with something useful to do. People were animals too once, and when we turned into human beings, we gave something up. Being close to animals brings some of it back. Grandin is certainly a person you should know and is a pioneer in her field. For more information on Temple Grandin, please check out Temple Grandin, the HBO original movie. This movie stars Claire Danes, who won a Golden Globe depicting Temple. It was a great movie to watch and understand what Temple went through. We see her in school, creating her hug machine, the divats, and the challenges she faced. The next source on our shelf is Temple Grandin, The Stories I Tell My Friends by Anita Lesko. Temple's close friend and author, Anita Lesko, conducts personal, unique interviews that include chapters such as filming the HBO movie Temple Grandin, crazy, funny stuff and childhood memories, thrilling events in Temple's life, and work hard to succeed. Discover Temple's big message and her ideas about what makes the biggest difference for children with autism. Lesko has created a truly personal, unique look into the mind and life of Temple Grandin. The next source is The Way I See It, A Personal Look at Autism and Asperger's by Dr. Temple Grandin. Temple offers helpful do's and don'ts, practical strategies, and try it now tips, all based on her insider perspective and a great deal of research. It is an excellent resource for autism. Whether you're searching for something specific or reading cover to cover, the way I see it is required reading for everyone whose life has been touched by autism. There is also a variety of ebooks and e-audiobooks available on Overdrive and Libby, many of them ran by Temple herself. You can check out Thinking in Pictures by Temple Grandin, Temple Grandin's Guide to Working with Farm Animals, Safe, Humane Livestock Handling Practices for the Small Farm by Temple Grandin, The Autistic Brain, Thinking Across the Spectrum by Temple Grandin and Richard Panic. 
Animals Make Us Human by Temple Grandin and many, many more. We have online resources, which talks about Temple, such as the Botanical Library Encyclopedia, which gives the readers a brief overview on her. The last resource I'm going to talk about is called Biography in Context, which is a great source to get an overview on the person you're searching for. They have different sections, such as personal information, where you can learn she was born on August 29th, 1947 in Boston, Massachusetts. You can also see all the awards Temple has won. Her two most recent achievements were being inducted into the American Academy of Arts and Sciences in 2016, and in 2017, she was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame. They have a section for further reading, which contains books, newspaper articles, and online websites for further information. What did you find most fascinating about Temple? I thought that she was a visual thinker and is able to design every piece of equipment in her head. She can run simulations in her mind from every angle, working out problems as she goes. No blueprints are made until the design is perfectly completed in her mind. That's incredible. I can barely remember anything, so I give it up to Temple. Yes, I agree with you. Now I am going to talk about Hedy Lamar. Hedy Lamar was an American film star who was often typecast as a provocative, attractive woman. She appeared in 30 films over a 28-year career during Hollywood's golden age and also was a film producer. Not only did she work in the film industry, believe it or not, she was an inventor and co-invented the early version of frequency hopping communication for the torpedo guidance during World War II, or FHSS. Hedy Lamar, whose original name was Hedwig Ava Maria Kiesler, was born on November 9, 1914, to a well-off Jewish family in Vienna, Austria. Her father was a bank director, her mother a pianist. Lamar didn't have much of a formal education, but as a child, she and her father would take walks around Vienna and he would explain how various machines and technologies worked from printing presses to streetcars. She was privately tutored from age four and at age five, she would take her music box apart and put it back together, trying to understand how it worked. By the time she was 10, she was a proficient pianist and dancer and could speak four languages. Lamar once said, my father made me understand that I must make my own decisions, mold my own character, think my own thoughts. So at age 16, she dropped out of school to become an actress and enrolled in Max Reinhardt's Berlin-based dramatic school. And within a year, she made her first motion picture debut in 1930, Money on the Street. Lamar dreamed of being an actress and made it a reality. She achieved both stardom and notoriety in the Czech love story film from 1932 titled Ecstasy. Her flourishing career was almost halted by her 1933 marriage to a wealthy Austrian war weapons manufacturer, Fritz Mandel, who not only prohibited her from further stage and screen appearances, but also tried unsuccessfully to destroy all existing prints of the ecstasy film. After leaving the possessive Mandel, she fled to Paris and later London, where she met Louis B. Mayer, film producer and co-founder of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Studios, known as MGM. It was during this time that she went under contract for $500 per week for seven years with MGM, with the agreement 
that she take English lessons and change her name. Hedwig Ava Maria Kiesler became known as Hedy Lamar. Hedy went to Hollywood in 1937 and appeared in her first film in the United States, Algiers, with Charles Boyer in 1938. The film was a successful launch for her American career, but it was followed by a couple of flops as well. Lamar had plenty of space in celebrity gossip columns to go with her screen stardom. She married producer Jean Markey in 1939. They adopted a boy who later was adopted by her next husband as they divorced in 1941. She dated silent comedian Charlie Chaplin, had flings with Burgess Meredith and several other actors. She was then married to English actor John Loder for four years and they had two children. She starred in the movie Dishonored Lady along with Loder. She was married three more times. Lamar starred in the 1940 Boomtown starring along with Clark Gable in the lead role and Comrade X, a sort of anti-communist romance in which she played a Soviet streetcar driver who falls in love with an American reporter played by Gable. Hetty ended up being among the leading screen actresses of Hollywood, mostly in the 1940s. Throughout World War II, Lamar was a fixture on American movie screens with such films as Come Live With Me and Zigfield Girl in 1941. Under contract to MGM through 1945, she displayed her acting skills in various films. For the most part, she was confined to mostly decorative roles, such as in White Cargo, starring with Walter Pidgeon. During 1942, she participated in the World War II mobilization effort by offering to kiss any man who would purchase $25,000 in war bonds. She raised $17 million with 680 kisses. Lamar was rumored to been in the running for, or maybe have turned down, the role that eventually went to Swedish actress Ingrid Bergman for Casablanca in 1943. Hoping to secure more substantial parts, she set up her own production company in 1946. But within three years, she returned to her exotic stock-in trade in Cecil B. DeMille's 1949 film, Samson and Delilah which was her most commercially successful film. In 1951, she married Swiss band leader, musician, actor, nightclub owner, and restaurateur, Teddy Stauffer. This marriage ended in divorce the following year. Her longest marriage was to W. Howard Lee, a Texas oilman, which lasted from 1953 to 1960. Lamar made several films in the 1950s, mostly operating outside of the Hollywood system, then retired from the movie scene, except for making cameo appearance in Instant Karma and occasionally appearing on television. Hetty's final marriage was to Louis J. Boyes, her divorce lawyer, in 1963. Lamar subsequently resurfaced in legal battles, where in 1966 she was arrested on and later cleared of shoplifting charges. In 1967, she published an autobiography, Ecstasy and Me, My Life as a Woman, but sued the ghostwriter she had employed, claiming that the book was fictional, false, vulgar, scandalous, and obscene. She took director Mel Brooks to court 
for including a character named Headley Lamar in his 1974 Western spoof, Blazing Saddles. During her movie career, and while in between movies and trailer takes, Lamar would work on her designs and inventions, where she pioneered new technology, such as inventing new wing designs for planes, creating a new kind of stoplight, and developing a tablet that dissolved in water and turned fizzy, just like the now well-known Alka-Seltzer tablet. During World War II, Hetty didn't just want to continue to make money starring in movies. She wanted to do something to help the war effort. She wanted to use her brains, not her looks, and she overheard people talking about science at dinner parties with Nazis. She once insisted, any girl can be glamorous. All you have to do is stand still and look stupid. That she herself was anything but stupid and with no doubt proving during World War II where she had a secret workshop where she tinkered with inventions. In 1940, Lamar met George Antel, an American avant-garde composer, pianist, and author. Antel, whose modernist compositions explored modern musical, industrial, and mechanical sounds of the early 20th century, and he also had invention ambitions. Together, she and Anthel realized a radio signal could change frequencies using the same technology a player piano used to change notes. The signal would be impossible to jam. Working together, they developed the FHSS system that could prevent military radio signals from being bugged. Hetty knew that it would be important for general communications and to ensure that Germans and other Axis powers could not interfere with American and Allied radio-controlled torpedoes that could cause them to go off course. The National Inventors Council asked civilians to submit ideas, and Lamar presented the frequency hopping plan. The pair were jointly awarded a patent for their discovery in 1942, but Anthel later credited the original idea entirely to Lamar. She approached the U.S. military, but unfortunately, they ignored and shelved her idea. The pair never made money off the patent as it expired on their invention before it was ever used. Hetty never lost faith that in what she knew was groundbreaking technology. It wasn't until the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962 that the military realized the FHSS was a gold mine and they started to use the technology. Lamar won many awards while she was alive and was inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame in 2014, 14 years after her death. The FHSS invention was the foundation of modern satellite technology that we now use every day with our smartphones, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth devices, and global positioning system, otherwise known as GPS. Cumulatively, these devices have been estimated as adding between 16 and $37 billion to the U.S. economy. According to Richard Rhodes, her biographer, she told an interview from Forbes a few years before her death, I can't understand why there's no acknowledgement when it's used all over the world Never a letter, never a thank you, never money. I don't know. I guess they just take 
and forget about a person. Although Hetty did not live to see the credit she deserved, she was aware of the growing use of her idea before her death, and there have been increasing attempts to at least acknowledge her contributions. Alone, Lamar lived mostly in isolation in a small house in Orlando in the last years of her life, reportedly staying out of the spotlight. The story of her radio transmission invention also became widely publicized in the 1990s, where she received an Electric Frontier Foundation Pioneer Award in 1997. On January 19, 2000, Hedy Lamar died in her home in Castleberry, Florida. Here are a few of Maricopa County Library District's resources where you can see and read about the extraordinary life of Hedy Lamar in various formats. As an e-resource and a book on our shelves, you can find Women in Science, 50 Fearless Pioneers Who Changed the World by Rachel Ignosky. In this book, Women Rock, a charmingly illustrated and ed educational book, a New York Times bestseller, Women in Science highlights the contributions of 50 notable women to their fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics from the ancient to the modern world. An e-audio on Hoopla and also a book on our shelves is Headstrong, 52 Women Who Changed Science and the World by Rachel Swaby. Covering the Nobel Prize winners and major innovators, as well as lesser known but hugely significant scientists who influence our everyday life. Also on Hoopla, you can watch the movies Algiers and The Strange Woman that Lamar starred in. As an e-resource, you can find an e-book and e-audiobook on Overdrive and Libby, Hetty's Folly, The Life and Breakthrough Inventions of Hetty Lamar, The Most Beautiful Woman in the World by Richard Rhodes. The Pulitzer Prize-winning author delivers a remarkable story of science history, how a ravishing film star and an avant-garde composer invented spread-spectrum radio, the technology that made wireless phones, GPS systems, and many other devices possible that changed the world. This book is also available for checkout on our shelves. You can also read a historical fiction title from our shelf titled, The Only Woman in the Room by Marie Benedict. For younger readers, search to locate the juvenile biography books, Beautiful, The Life of Hedy Lamar by Stephen Shearer, and also Hedy Lamar and a Secret Communication System by Tina Robbins and Cynthia Martin. Also on Hoopla as juvenile ebooks are Hedy Lamar, Reimaging Radio and Hedy Lamar Classified Communication. Search Canopy and watch Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar story, which is also available on DVD. Of all that I watched of Hedy, I found this to be the most interesting. A few movies that she was in and that are on our shelves in DVD and Blu-ray are Samson and Delilah, Zigfield Girl, and The Strange Woman. For additional information on Hedy Lamar, you can also search our webpage under research for biography and context and Britannica Library Encyclopedia. Now, Roxy, I know we both watched the movies. We both watched The Strange Woman. What did you think about that one? 
I was interested in it. I uh, made uh, the choice of watching it while laying on the couch and actually fell asleep at the end. And then I also did not catch the ending because I thought the movie was pretty long and I had to go to the bathroom and I came back and it ended. So we don't know quite how it ended. I thought she was, you know, beautiful in the movie. She did a great job. The movie was interesting. It was just a little long. But I also watched Samson and Delilah and I enjoyed that, but that also was long. And the Zigbell Girl, which was a musical starring um, Judy Garland as well. And Hetty had a small part in that, but she was fabulous. I have watched Zigfield Girls. It's been a few years. I am going to have to rewatch it. I did watch Algiers, which uh, they tried their hand at comedy in it, which I started to laugh and I thought, this really isn't so funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did you find most surprising about Hetty? That she suffered from depression and anxiety during the last part of her life, but that she was obviously brilliant in acting and inventing a spectrum of GPS that we now use every day. I don't know what I would do without it. What about you? I have no idea. I have no idea where I'm going. I use GPS all the time and I can't read a map. So thank you, Hetty. I appreciate it. I don't even know if they print maps anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the items discussed uh, today are available on our website, mcldaz.org. You can request them online and come into the library for a pop-in and pickup or schedule a curbside appointment using the My Libro app. Thank you to everybody for listening. Kelly and Roxy from the Northwest Regional Library signing off. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.